Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. Princess Isabel wakes up to snow, and King Daddy decides to give the whole kingdom a day off. Princess Isabel is set to organise a snow party, but an uninvited guest causes trouble. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Snow Day Princess Isabel woke and something was strange. It wasn't the cold, because it was the middle of winter and she was used to waking up in the cold now. Had she woken late? Her room seemed lighter than it usually was these days in the deepest winter when she usually woke up in darkness. So what was it? She scrambled out of bed and into the cold air, then slipped her feet into slippers and pulled on her adventure cloak. She went to the window and looked outside and then gasped. Outside was completely covered in beautiful thick snow. The light was bouncing off it and snowflakes were still falling gently to the ground. It was wonderful. Princess Isabel got busy finding all of her very warmest clothes and putting lots of them on at once. By the time she got down to breakfast, she was very, very bundled up. Queen Mummy and King Daddy laughed when they saw her. I want to go sledging and skiing and ice skating and build an igloo and have a snowball fight, Princess Isabel said with a grin, and King Daddy laughed. That all sounds terribly cold. He frowned, looking as though he were thinking about something. Yes, well, I think we'd better declare today a snow day around the whole kingdom. No one should go to work. There. He smiled as though he were very pleased with himself. Princess Isabel stared at him. This was very unlike her King Daddy, who was usually a sensible and even a bit of a serious king. Really, she said, and King Daddy nodded. We should have some sort of party too, this afternoon. You can organise it, Princess Isabel. Princess Isabel could hardly believe it. Was this really her King Daddy speaking? This afternoon, she said, still very surprised. Yes, yes. I'll invite everyone. You sort it all out. We'll call it the Snow Day Celebration. Come on, let's eat up, or our breakfast will go cold. Princess Isabel sat down and started to eat, hardly tasting the food in her surprise and with her mind racing already. This was so unlike King Daddy. But she certainly knew how to make a party brilliant and she knew exactly who she would ask, too. Straight after breakfast, she sat down to write some letters, put them to be posted immediately, then, grabbing a hat and scarf, went outside to the stable. Alred the Unicorn was wearing a smart, dark green coat, and Harriet the Hare was snuggling in a nest of straw on the floor. Cold, Alred the Unicorn said by way of greeting. Isn't it? Princess Isabel said with a smile. But we've got to get very busy anyway. We've got to arrange a snow day celebration for this afternoon. 
The friends quickly started to plan and went outside into the bracing cold air. They decided to hold the party on the castle lawn, going all the way down to the lake. They trudged through the thick, thick snow underfoot, trying to decide what they could put in what place. The lake was completely frozen and after testing it very carefully, they decided that it would be perfect for ice skating. They went back up to the castle where they were ready for a hot chocolate and warm croissant. Then Prince Isabel had a long talk with Cook who agreed to make all the food and drink that they would need and then they went down into the storerooms and the treasury to find tables and chairs. When they came out, having found everything that they needed, there was a loud knock on the door. Princess Isabel grinned. It looked like someone had turned up to help already. Princess Isabel swung open the door and there was Wizardy Bizardy. He was surrounded by purple smoke and a strange smell, a sure sign that he had just magicked himself there. But even more strangely, he was wearing a bright-coloured, short-sleeved shirt, orange shorts and sandals. Princess Isabel stared at him, wide-eyed. Uh, hello, <laughs> hello, this, oh, this, Wizardy Bizardy said with an embarrassed smile. I, I tried to do a spell to stop me from being too cold, but now I'm too hot. <laughs> Can't win. Princess Isabel gave a laugh, then explained what they were doing and took Wizardy Bizardy outside to the edge of the forest, where the trees were covered in snow and had icicles dripping down from the branches. She told him what she wanted and, though he looked worried, he agreed and got to work at once. As Princess Isabel walked back to the castle, the sky started to light up with pink, green and yellow flashes. Princess Isabel really hoped it was going well. When Princess Isabel got back to the castle, Princess Maureen had just arrived, looking almost as wrapped up as Princess Isabel. The friends had a hug, and then Princess Isabel explained what she wanted Princess Maureen to do. She led her over to a flat, square space outside the castle. Then Prince Hamish and Princess Bonnie arrived, looking rather at home in the cold weather and Princess Isabel got them working too. Harriet the Hare hopped over, and the friends grinned at each other. You've got frozen eyelashes, the Hare informed Princess Isabel, who laughed. So do you. Do you think this party will work then? The friends all gathered together then, with Wizardy Bizardy too, to make a grand entrance out of snow and some extra decorations. Princess Isabel looked at it with a smile. It was ready. Then a voice came from inside and Queen Mummy called them in for lunch and they chatted excitedly over cheese toasties and hot soup. They all had a big helping of apple crumble and custard before they went outside again. They stood outside the door and Princess Isabel took a deep breath. All right then, let the snow day celebrations begin! Music started playing from inside the castle. Princess Isabel stood by the gate as people began to arrive and she saw their faces light up. When the stream of people was steady and happy sounds were coming from everywhere, she slipped through the gates herself. It was wonderful!
On each tree and fence and wall, ice shapes sparkled with light. The music coming from the castle filled the air, and from the food and drink tables came a beautiful smell of cinnamon, spices and chocolate. And there were people drinking lovely warming drinks, eating hot doughnuts and other treats. Just beyond that, Princess Maureen had lots of people working very hard to build their very own snow palace for a competition. And magnificent creations were beginning to rise from the ground with tiny snow towers and tunnels and turrets. Princess Isabel was just about to go and see how Princess Bonnie was getting on when the sky suddenly flashed brightly and there was a loud sound like thunder. Princess Isabel looked up. The sky was filled with snowflakes, but they were bigger than usual and in all different shades of blue and purple. And they were all swirling around a figure who was hovering in the air, who wore a white dress, a tall silvery crown and held a long wand that looked as though it could be made of ice. She swirled this above her head and a fresh fall of snow whirled around her. I am the Snow Fairy, she said in a cold, loud voice, and everyone looked up. I have come because no one celebrates my snow any more. No one appreciates it. You people do not love snow, but you must. So I have come to give you one hundred years of... Excuse me! Princess Isabel found herself getting cross right in the middle of the fairy's speech. She and her friends hadn't worked so hard all morning for this to happen. The fairy, surprised, turned and looked at her. And so did everyone else. She gulped, then continued, Excuse me, Snow Fairy, but have you even looked around you? All of these people have gathered to celebrate the snow day. And the whole kingdom has the day off work. Look, here people are having a snow castle competition. And there is music and food and drink. And, well, follow me, you'll see. Princess Isabel started stomping determinedly through the snow until she came to where Prince Hamish stood at the very top of a big, big slope. She spoke to the snow fairy. This is our sledging competition. Everyone is going on the sledge route, twisting and turning, and the winner will get a prize. Prince Hamish made the course himself. Come on. They passed the sledge run and came to the edge of the forest. Princess Isabel stepped inside and they started to walk through the frozen trees. And then they heard some tinkling music. Tiny lights danced between the trees and then ahead of them appeared a moving snow squirrel carrying a tiny nut made of snow. They turned a corner and saw a snow badger and then a snow fox and snow mice scurried across the path. In the middle of her crossness, Princess Isabel glanced over at the snow fairy's face. She looked thoughtful. When they stepped out of the forest, Princess Isabel immediately got a face full of snow. She wiped it off and looked around her. They had emerged into the only part of the party that seemed to have not noticed that the snow fairy had arrived. There was a swarm of children who had built two snow igloos 
and were battling with snowballs which were flying thick and fast. Princess Isabel led the snow fairy around the edge and down to the frozen lake where people had started to skate on the ice and others were making snow angels. She turned to look at the fairy. You absolutely cannot say that we do not appreciate the snow. We couldn't even possibly appreciate it any more. The snow fairy appeared to be thinking. Large snowflakes were sprinkling from the end of her wand. It is a marvellous party, she spoke coldly again, and Princess Isabel felt a chill. A wonderful celebration of snow in all its forms. It is highly commendable. However... Princess Isabel felt Harriet the hare press against her leg and Ulred the unicorn step in behind her. How could the snow fairy expect anything more? Why, pray tell, when creating a celebration of snow, did you not invite me, the snow fairy? Princess Isabel opened her mouth, but no words came out. She could, of course, say that she didn't know that the fairy existed, or that it had all been last minute or something, but it just didn't feel as though those excuses might work. They might just make it worse. Hmm, the snow fairy said and lifted her wand. In that case... Wait! A roaring voice came from the castle and Princess Isabel turned to see her King Daddy running through the entrance, snatching a sledge from Prince Hamish and sledging haphazardly. He came down the hill, falling off the sledge and raced over to where Princess Isabel stood and looked up at the snow fairy. Your address, he said. You never gave us your address. I've just been searching the whole castle for it. We would have invited you otherwise, of course. Princess Isabel looked up at the snow fairy, who was obviously considering. Let me invite you now, she said firmly. Snow fairy, we would be beyond honoured if you would please attend our snow day celebrations uh, now and here, please. She looked up hopefully and the snow fairy frowned a moment more before bursting into laughter. Oh dear, I always was bad at addresses and that sort of thing. Go on then, let's make this a party to remember. And with that, everyone cheered and the snow fairy raised her magic wand and snow began to appear in the air. But instead of falling, it hovered above everyone's heads, glowing with a soft light that brightened as the sky darkened. The party had been a success before, but now it was beyond wonderful. The snow fairy touched everything with her snow magic, and people spoke for the rest of their lives about the snow day celebration organised by Princess Isabel and the snow fairy. She waved her wand over the magical snow forest that Wizardy Bizardy had created 
and as well as the snow animals, it was now filled with amazing snow caves and treasures and adventures, characters and stories. And people came out wide-eyed and filled with tales of what had happened to them in there. The frozen lake she expanded and added subtle colours and sparkle to the ice that glimmered. And all anyone had to do was step onto the ice and their shoes were transformed into ice skates and they were filled with magical ice skating ability and were suddenly able to skate and twirl and jump and glide. Once the ice castles were finished, she herself judged the competition. But before she did, she touched her wand to each castle, making it expand and grow until it was the size of a small house and everyone could explore inside, finding tunnels and slides and climbing walls all around. She awarded the prize to a little boy from a nearby village who had built a castle with seven turrets and made him a beautifully shiny ice train that she promised would never melt. The snowball fight she left alone, declaring that it could not even possibly be more fun. But she did throw some snowballs, and then when Princess Bonnie and her team emerged the winners, she made Princess Bonnie a beautiful ice crown. Princess Bonnie declared this much more beautiful than the one she had given to a magpie once, and insisted on wearing it, even though it was very cold. The food and drinks she left alone too, recognising the magic of cook could not be beaten, and thoroughly enjoying seven apple pies and eight warm chocolate cakes. But the thing that everyone was most excited about, and what Princess Isabel was desperate to do, was that the Snow Fairy had announced that the winner of the sledging race would win a pair of ice wings that would fly them around for the rest of the day. Princess Isabel was desperate to win. She would so, so love to fly, but so, it seemed, would everyone else. Prince Hamish was busy organising the races. Princess Isabel gripped the edge of her sledge and the countdown was on. And then they were off. She kicked off and the sledge started to slip down the hill. Princess Isabel leaned into every bend and felt her sledge go faster, faster and faster. She didn't put her feet down, even though she was going so, so fast. And she won. She slid down to the finish line just before anyone else and stood up triumphant. She was through to the next round. Princess Isabel raced and raced and raced in every single round. The snow fairy put new snow on the slope and everyone tried their best. But Princess Isabel kept winning. She knew the hill very, very well and knew exactly when to turn and lean and pull back. Finally, it was the last race. It was Princess Isabel, a very tall man and a teenage boy. And they all looked very determined. Princess Isabel could hardly feel her hands or her feet any more, as they were so cold. But she was determined anyway. She sat down on the sledge and Harriet sat down on her knee. Ready? Harriet said briefly. 
Prince Hamish counted down again and Princess Isabel surged forward, making up as much speed as she could on the first straight bit. She was going well, but when she came to the first turn, the tall man took it first. She leaned forward, willing the sledge to go faster and faster, but the tall man was much heavier than her and every second he was getting further and further ahead, going so fast that he twisted up the turns and flew, or so it seemed. It was useless. Princess Isabel kept going, but the man was going to win. Ahead of her he twisted up a sharp turn and she followed, but... When she turned the corner, there he was ahead of her. He had fallen off the sledge. Princess Isabel swerved around him and raced down. Maybe now she could win. But when she went around the last turn, the teenage boy was there, standing next to his sledge and grinning. Princess Isabel felt a rush of disappointment and also confusion. She was sure she hadn't seen him pass her. What was going on? Moments later, Prince Hamish arrived on the scene. You cheated, he shouted crossly. You went on the wrong route. So Princess Isabel is the winner? Princess Bonnie was there too, and she looked very pleased. Not quite, Prince Hamish grinned. One last challenger, me. Let's go. Princess Isabel laughed and started scrambling to climb the slope again. They set off and their sledges moved together, twisting around the turns and zooming down the slopes neck and neck the whole way. Princess Isabel laughed wildly and she heard Prince Hamish doing the same as they zoomed and zoomed. Just at the end, Prince Hamish pulled ahead of her and Princess Isabel shouted out and he dived off the side of his sledge, landing in a big snowdrift. Princess Isabel zoomed ahead and everyone cheered. She stomped over to the snowdrift and Prince Hamish's head emerged. He was smiling. Couldn't really have me win my own challenge, could we? He said. Princess Isabel laughed. Sure, you just fell off. I know it. He winked at her and she laughed again. Then the snow fairy was hovering overhead. Princess Isabel is the winner, she announced. A well-deserved prize for excellent racing and a wonderful party. She waved her magic wand and Princess Isabel gasped as she felt something cold along her shoulders. And then she looked and she had beautiful, fluttering, icy wings. She experimented with flapping them. And it worked, and she rose up into the air. There had never, ever been such a wonderful snow day. Princess Isabel was sure of it. She spent the rest of the evening hovering above the party on her magical wings as people played and laughed and ate delicious hot sausage rolls and eventually drifted towards their homes. Queen Mummy called to Princess Isabel, and she dreamily flew back to the castle, saying good night and thank you to all of her friends as she went. She floated up the stairs, and King Daddy followed, ready to tuck her in. It wasn't until her head hit the pillow that something occurred to her. 
She sat up again and looked straight at King Daddy. Did you know about the Snow Fairy then? Was that why you proclaimed the Snow Day? King Daddy laughed and squeezed her hand. Maybe I did, Princess Isabel. Maybe. The end. Thanks for listening. Our special Christmas Eve story is out next week. Can't wait!